0: Hi, I'm Nina Gigele, and this is Skiers Mindset Talk. I'm here to interview and talk with athletes, pros, mental coaches, entrepreneurs, and many more who relate to skiing. Together, we want to prove our mindset in skiing and also in business life. Hello, another Skiers Mindset Talk with this time Australian skier Harry Ledlow. I'm yeah. so glad that you're here. Um, I know you're in Australia at the moment, and you take the time with me to talk about your skiers mindset talk. Um, Harry, would you give me us all a little bit of an intro about you, who are you, and why are you skiing?
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm um, from Australia. I've been competing on Europe Cup, World Cup the last couple of years, um, mostly focusing on GS. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Australia in the Australian mountains uh, and then i I went to school in um, the us um, when I was sixteen, you know I sort of um, decided that alpine skiing was something i wanted wanted to pursue uh, so I was lucky enough to go and do my last couple of years of school over there uh, and then yeah, out of high school, I joined uh Global Racing, which is a private uh, international uh, skate team and yeah i've been been with them the last seven years and um
2: yeah, you like it <laughs> yeah yeah um you know, like for
0: those who don't know it, um I went to boarding school uh, in Safelden and Harry's brother Luke. Um, went to school with me for I'm not sure if it was a year or two I don't remember it properly but it's been so fun that um, after a couple of years I got to meet Harry and um, it's so cool because he got a real nice talent on skis and I I really find it interesting because when I watch you skiing it's like you got that that, that special feeling on the ski like that when you put on the edges right I know it's going to be very technical now but can you tell me what do you feel when you kind of like initiate a turn? Is like there is something you you kind of created which is different to others? For me, your skiing is different to other skiing, let's say the Austrian classical technique.
1: Yeah um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm growing up skiing as well, like um, I wasn't like a traditional like alpine racer from the the, the, the get-go. Um, like I grew up more slope style, uh, freestyle skiing, and then sort of, as I got older and my brother was doing racing, I kind of transitioned more into racing. Um, so yeah, I think, I guess the style, uh, about how I ski is a bit different to others. Uh, cause I have that sort of background, um, of more. I guess, um, free flowing skiing. Um, but yeah, for me like, um, feeling and flow is a big, a big part of how I get my feeling for skiing and when I'm having the most fun. Um, Mm. so yeah, I guess, yeah. When I've, when I'm skiing or when I'm skiing my best, um, yeah, I'm thinking about my flow and my feeling, um, yeah. And making, so like being making in sure the it's air. all, all sort of connected and, um, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting that you are like, your background is from like more freestyle skiing, and then you got into transition into Alpine skiing. There's a lot of different, um, advantage you get from all the diverse of movements, like how to behave with your body when you're up in the air. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit more about, like, do you still participate freestyle? Like, do you really go out and do some jumps and enjoy being in the air? Or you did you stop doing that completely?
1: Um, no, for sure. Like, whenever I get the chance, um, I still do some freeride skiing. Um, definitely not as much as I used to. Um, like... Last year we had a we had a race in Lake tahoe um and it snowed like two meters and or like a meter in two days or something and um we had some really fun days mm-hmm. um but yeah like I don't really i don't do as much as I like um just for the injury and risk aspect um but yeah I think like mm-hmm. that's what I love about skiing so much is that it's not like it's not so one dimensional, like there's so many different aspects to skiing. And um I think like if you're an alpine racer and you're only alpine racing, it's it's such a shame because because yeah, like skiing has so much more to offer than you know, just skiing gates. Um yeah. And I think how I yeah. ski is a lot from that because I love to ski um just in general and skate the mountain and skate the backcountry. Um and yeah, I think yeah, that's
2: that's wonderful. Cool. Um so
0: tell us a little bit, you're from Australia, right? So you are from the Southern Hemisphere and as you know I've been also working as a ski instructor in New Zealand. So I've got I experienced it a bit. Um, so your season sounds for us in Europe like, okay, it's never ending. You do summer and winter skiing. Um, but competing in the world champs and world cup, you need to basically focus on where are the world cup races happening. And that's mostly the US and, um, Europe. How, like, do you take any advantages out of it or how do you manage that? Because now you're in Australia. You told me you just came back from New Zealand. Um, what could you get there from what's the advantage did do you like how do you manage that basically
1: um yeah I think well like growing up in Australia I think um it definitely wasn't an advantage because we have such short seasons down here they're like you know three months and they're pretty tough seasons um with conditions and variable weather and so on but yeah like now that i'm sort of living mostly in europe and then sort of when i come back home it's winter um yeah like i definitely ski a lot now but i mean the last few years i've definitely tried to um take a bit of a break um especially when it's winter down here and just sort of stick to the the um summer camps when we're skiing and um yeah i think it's definitely an advantage just to have, you know, the the opportunity to ski sort of almost all year round, and uh, I think it's always a positive just to be on snow and to have that, you know, snow under your feet feeling, and um, so you never, never really lose the touch. Um, yeah, I think cool. Australian skiing is uh, is very different to European skiing, and um, yeah, I think. You know the conditions can also um, teach you good habits because it's such tough um, tough conditions
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: and that relates to me like um you're preparing for the world cup season and now you're in australia tell us a little bit about your equipment um because you're in gs i know gs is maybe not that extreme in what equipment your skis are like in downhill but still you need properly made skis and you need to f- be confident on them especially also with the boot and the binding um did you change what are you skiing on and also uh, do you have any challenge at the moment you or or you just like got out of a challenge
1: um equipment was not not really, like i so i went on to i switched brands onto vocal um this is my third season with them. And, um, mm-hmm. honestly, like with the equipment with them, I haven't really had any problems. Like I really liked the boot and I really liked the ski. Um, the boot is definitely like pretty aggressive, um, and, and the ski as well. Um, but I think the way I ski, I, I like a, an aggressive setup. Um, they've definitely like been bringing out a few different models. Um, and we've been playing around with with um different skis, um, which has been working pretty well. Um but yeah, like equipment wise, I've been super happy with um with vocal and yeah, and how they feel.
0: So it's like Volkl ski, marker binding, and dalbell boot?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. That's sort of the focal combination, right? Um, For a lot of our listeners, probably it's difficult to understand what means aggressive. Like, why can a ski be aggressive? Can you maybe, did you have to change your skiing for those skis? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, for the the boot, for example, um, like my canting setup was like I had to go, I had to put my boots in um, so the Mm -hmm. um, ski wouldn't engage um so strongly at the top of the turn. Um mm-hmm. as opposed to like laying what I was on before, um, you know, I I my boot setup was like was counted out. Um ah, so yeah. yeah, I think naturally the boot is wants to have wants to like go more aggressively into the turn at the top. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: That's interesting that you, did you, how did you find it out? Was it like you, you got, you put on the new focal ski on a marker binding and the boot and then you just went skiing like on some piece and found, oh, it's very difficult to get on the edge, right? When you're used to get on the edge or
1: how did you find that um, out? Yeah, it was kind of just looking at video and saying that my nays, like my nays was, it just looks like my nays was super it looked, it was super hard for them to come in. Um, so I was like a bit stuck in the turn. So like with my knees, not coming in and then my hip couldn't come in either. Um, so it just looked like very sort of like boxy skiing. Um, but before I moved on to vocal, there was a lot of guys on, on the team, um, on my team that were on vocal. So it was, yeah, pretty nice to, um, have that support and bounce ideas off each other
0: amazing that's so interesting because like in fact to summarize it um the ski the binding the boot and then the joint and the knee and um the hips it's all connected right and if one from the bottom it doesn't work well for you the entire body has issues has problems to be really engaging adjustable flexible movable in every direction cool. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. So okay, you're now set with your equipment and um how was New Zealand and what's your goal for this upcoming winter?
1: Um yeah, New Zealand was super good. Um we were really lucky with conditions. Um yeah, we had some really good training. Um I had a little crash, so I tore my hamstring, but um yeah recovering from that um so I guess yeah like my my first goal would be just to get healthy and um you know get back Mm -hmm. to get back to skiing healthy um yeah I think last year I had um, or I showed a lot of speed in a lot of the world cups um but struggled to sort of put it all together uh so yeah my goal is for sure to be more consistent and be within that top 30 sort of every every world cup race um yeah because i think uh the, th- the speed i showed last year i know i can be there with those top guys um but yeah mm-hmm. it's about being consistent and putting it all together um
2: yeah You got me? Now you're getting back soon. Just yeah. wait a little. Maybe. I will cut that. Okay. I don't know. What's I up? can hear you fine.
0: Now you're back. Cool, maybe we just keep, um, we do it again from, I ask you again the question, okay, and then I chop this because I'm not sure if it's uploading or not, I'm not sure. Okay, so you just have been in New Zealand, Um, tell us a little bit about it and your goal, because I think there's a connection between New Zealand and your goal.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, New Zealand was super good. Um we had some really good training, and were super lucky with the conditions um and yeah, skiing was going well, and I was super happy with where I'm at at the moment um i had a had a little crash and tore my hamstring um so for now, my main goal is to get healthy and um yeah be back on skis as as soon as i can um but yeah, like the season goal is mm-hmm. is to be. Pretty much pretty consistent in the top 30 in the World Cup. Um, Yeah, I think last year I showed a lot of speed in a lot of the races, um, but I just struggled to put it all together. And, um, yeah, I know I can be there with those top guys. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to show it.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and that comes to skiers mindset. Um, do you think you had to improve your mental strength or to keep that all together to just finish it for two races, two runs on one race to really be not just showing up for the speed and the one run, which was like epic? What, what did you, what did you need to do in order to be able to compete against top athletes? and just be mentally strong. Because I think there's a lot of connection when you're on the start and then you're getting out. You just have like two runs to show what you can do. And for me, I always struggled. I always struggled at the beginning. I was very nervous. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit. Did you need to improve that? Did you improve? Did you spend time on it? Or how do you think? Do you Will you be better this season than compared to last season?
1: Yeah, um, I think it plays a, a massive role in in skiing and um especially at the World Cup level. Um because like last season was my sort of first full World Cup season. You know, I've done sort of World Cups here and there throughout the last last few seasons, but um with injury in twenty one and then last year sort of my or the year before coming back from injury and then la- last season doing a full World Cup season um it's definitely a, a huge step up from europe cup for example like i think for me it was more the environment um you know it's it's so different when you're um when there's like you know thousands of people and there's tvs and you know it's just so hectic and um yeah i think for me as well like uh i guess like coming from australia and um you feel like a bit of an outsider um you know because you didn't you didn't grow up in europe and um yeah you almost feel like um if you should be there and you sort of have you question yourself um and yeah i think once you sort of put down runs or splits where you know you can be there and then you kind of accept that um feeling of you know you belong and that you should be there um, I think that that helps a lot but um yeah I think this last season was like every race was a was a learning learning curve um and yeah like it was every race learning and and working towards the next one and um you know for me like doing a lot of mindfulness and breath work stuff was was big for me um because I just I felt like the environment affected me so much um just because it like Mm -hmm. kind of made me so anxious um Mm -hmm. and I and I wanted to do well so badly um Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it it definitely got better throughout the season um and yeah this summer I've been working on it a lot and um yeah I think I'm Mm
2: -hmm.
1: now like I'm definitely more comfortable with with the surroundings and the environment um and plus like I've skied the tracks I've skipped all the tracks now, so I think it's that adds another element to it. Um just knowing the knowing the course and um yeah, just just knowing all the aspects and the, the
2: terrain and um yeah.
0: I got goosebumps every time I watched you. <laughs> I thought, Oh, <laughs> he has to go <laughs> So that was like my attitude for it. So I totally understand that and it's very I think, like, I'm very thankful for your honest um, uh, way to tell us that, like, getting into this scenery in this entire circus or bubble of World Cup, where it, eventually the entire process, like, is so much pressure on yourself, and that's fascinating me because I'm not sure. It, I mean, every professional sport has its, um, pressure and like huge, like watching tennis. I mean, a tennis circus. I played a lot of tennis. It's so like hard and, and you have to put a lot of effort and, and strength, mindful, mind strength in it. But in skiing, I think it's a special way of you're on your own you're your own skier but still the surrounding builds up a huge amount of pressure on you right you you're carrying your backpack with a lot of things in it and you don't really know where it's coming from
2: yeah. i feel
0: right yeah. because i mean sure you're from australia and it shouldn't be a problem right it shouldn't be i mean I i actually think it's way more impressive to Get to that level as a skier without any system like for us in Austria with the Austrian ski team because you're your one man show and yeah. um being far away from family, like you're just when did you move the first time to Austria? that was like you were a young boy, just yeah, being was, all on your own yeah
1: yeah it's I think that's the thing as well with um like skiers who are from. Uh, southern hemisphere like it's it's pretty tough and um i think a lot of why there's so few athletes is um i mean one is for sure the financial aspect um you know it's it's not easy and we're not we're not a winter sport nation so we we really don't get that much support um and yeah it's it's not easy you know you're moving away from home for like nine ten months of the year and um yeah you don't see your family too often and um yeah but i think as well like um if you're fortunate and lucky enough to do this sport then um those are very minor things to complain about
2: (laughs) yeah Um, that's
0: right yeah that's so impressive like i think that's you can get uh, there's way more learning out of this than just like being in your comfort zone and just do whatever you're doing because you grew up with it and that inspires me because that's a mindset you have to have in your heart which has to be real and authentic and not just because it's a cool way to live and this is very much what inspires me Because your entire setup is abroad. You have to travel a lot. It's a long flight. It's not just like, oh, I'm flying to Italy from Austria. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: The past years, I mean, you have been going back and forth very often, but what was the essential thing when it came up to your mind about you realized, okay, I'm going to be a skier, I'm going to be a professional athlete, and I'm going to put all my effort and heart into it do you remember do you have a special event or a learning somebody told you or do you can you share anything about that
1: um yeah i don't know i think um probably one of the biggest i think i guess um like career changes um i guess in my career was when i got injured in 20 21 like that was such a big learning curve for me and um yeah I felt like I I learned so much and I grew so much as a person um during that time and um I think when you're you've been skiing so for so long and um I think you definitely take it for granted and you don't realize how lucky you are and um yeah that was the thing with me like when I got injured I was like um yeah it was every day I was like working towards a goal, and I realized how much I miss skiing and how how lucky I was to do it and um yeah like ever since then i um definitely don't take any day of skiing for granted and um yeah, for me, that was probably the biggest thing um and then yeah ever since then I knew how. How bad I wanted it and how bad I wanted to be a World Cup scare and yeah.
0: And then a winner at some point. Yeah. Tell yeah. it, say it for sure. Yeah. Oh, that, that's cool, yeah. There's always this thing you have to experience to grow, right? And the yeah. learning worth, yeah, interesting. Um when will you be in Europe? or back in Europe? I mean the first g s will be in Solon, as you know um do you now we have september what's your um
1: yeah, plan? my plan is to head over in two weeks um my My leg is still feeling um a bit you know touch and go um So I'm not, not super sure if I'll be able to race Solden, but, um, just going day by day and, um, yeah, just trying to get healthy and, um, hopefully I can be back soon.
0: So I'm sure there are a lot of people who face the same issue with hamstrings, right? Um, do you have any tip or any exercise you just realized, wow, uh, that's one I really, um, connected to or anything to prepare to avoid that kind of injury do you have any tips
1: um i don't know like this one's a pretty new one for me um because i guess i don't know i I think in skiing it's pretty rare to like tear your hamstring um yeah it's just like a um kind of an awkward crash um yeah i wouldn't say i would like recommend a specific exercise i think um, I guess for me, how I approach all my physical training is just being super well-rounded in every aspect. Um, yeah, not focusing on just strength. It's just sort of um, yeah, all re- trying to be an all-round athlete.
0: And um, that comes to another question because now you get me curious. About yeah. your physical strength training, who are you working with? And because you're like part of the global racing team, but is it just mainly for the winter plan and and trips and organizing the training, the pistes, the gates and stuff, or do you also have a physical coach all year yeah. round with you from the global racing team?
1: Yeah, so Hugh, Hugh Brooks, he's uh, one of the coaches at Global, and he um, he studied exercise, sport science, um, so he does a lot of the programs for most of us. Um, so yeah, he, he runs all our physical stuff for the year.
0: And, um, how many athletes are you in global racing team now?
1: Uh, this year it's 10 of us.
0: 10 who are all in the world cup or do they just have different levels?
1: No, pretty much, pretty much every guy's racing world cup, um, there's there's maybe a couple guys that are returning from injury that um, will probably focus more on Europa Cup. But um, yeah, I think last year in Kranskagora there was eight eight of us out of um, the ten or twelve from the team that were racing. Oh, that's um, very
0: inspiring. Yeah. because because global racing team started how many years ago? Seven.
1: Um. I think it's ten years ago they started. 10 years now. Yeah.
0: And you were one early one, right? Yeah. 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 It's been uh, from Australia. It's you. Then from the UK, right? Norwegians.
1: I'm um. Yeah. Sure. Like over the over the years, there's been so many so many yeah. different countries. Um. But yeah. For now, it's like Australia, um, Switzerland, Germany, Canada, um, Belgium. Yeah, it's it's a pretty mixed bag.
0: That's amazing because you get like you, you bring internationals together who like to ski together and like to have the same passion, right? Share the passion. Um, has yeah, it been that's an cool. Yeah, like it's way cooler than like compared to a classic team from a nation. To you, tell us a little bit. Could you yeah, imagine think, yourself, uh, um, classic structure?
1: No, I think I mean compared to like a traditional, I guess national team that a uh, like World Cup, Europe Cup national team, um I think it's pretty different. Um I think we we are more of a family. Um we because we're all kind of I guess outcasts, you know. We're all from either small nations or um guys who have been kicked off their national team. Mm-hmm. Um So I think the special thing about it is we're all so stoked for each other when we do well and um, that happiness is authentic, you know. Um, And I think, yeah, it's tough being on a national team because you're all competing against each other. Um, Yeah, for us, yeah, we're competing against each other, but we're not competing against each other for spots or World Cup spots and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's, it's a pretty special team environment and, um, yeah, I think it also is a part of that is from, from uh, our coaches, um, you know, they really set the tone for the team environment and, um, you know, it's, it's not about one individual, it's about the whole team and, um, yeah, I think it's, it's so special to have something like this to all build each other up and, um yeah not just just one good guy on the team and all the focus is on him um yeah it's really just a just like a big family
2: that's
0: amazing to hear especially you just can take advantage from each other you grow together everybody has as an individual has a special different experience and you learn from each other and improve and grow and that's amazing compared to just have gone through the same system
1: yeah like for sure and yeah like very- for instance um like this year we have stefan lewitz on the team
2: oh really um, cool
1: yeah and i think to have someone like him who's like he's won a world cup and been on the program at world cups like to have someone like him on the team is super special um because he's also yeah. like he's he's not He's not. He doesn't have any secrets, you know. He's so happy to share his experience, and uh, I think for for us, or like for me, example, like from Australia, it's so so valuable and um, yeah, so special to to have someone like that on the team. Um, yeah. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, I really can feel since we met the last time. Um, it's been probably celebrating Christmas together. Yeah. before COVID, you grow you, you grow up as a human being, like you're real <laughs> athlete now, and um, I think that's very inspiring. Your your growth, personally, skiing wise, very great to listen to. Yeah. Thank
2: um. You.
0: As a final question for you, a special one. Hopefully, it will be special.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. What would you do if you would win or be on a podium this year? What would be the first thing you would do after you're realizing that?
1: Um, (laughs) I would probably cry, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. There's like so many, I think there would be so many emotions. Um, like it's been such a crazy journey and, um, so many people um who have been helping me and um yeah i think especially coming from australia it makes it um twice as hard um to make it onto the podium um so yeah i think i would for one i would just be i guess so grateful and um Mm -hmm. for everyone that's been part of my journey and especially um yeah global racing and paul who's our head coach and hugh um yeah just just would be thankful and um yeah but i think as well like i i think what i've learned as well over the last years is like to not um or like to to enjoy the like small steps along the whole journey you know um Process. and not just be obsessed with this end goal um and i think that's helped me a lot Um, enjoy the whole process a lot more and um yeah
0: yeah that's like these it's a learning process because it's not the sport you probably used to uh, um appreciate the small steps at at least uh, when i experienced it for me it's been always been like very tough to to nobody could see the small steps right it's not visible it's not in the time maybe yeah. immediately and um i think it's amazing if you could if you understand that by yourself because then y- you start learning and enjoying the sport again right way more because in fact it's amazing sport it's amazing that you can do what you can do and everything else is just part of the game and it's coming and yeah uh, yeah for sure that's great amazing so thank you so much, um, Harry, for that lovely talk. Um yeah, thank you. Again, I get goosebumps in Sölden for sure. Yeah, ready to send it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, let's. Um, I can't wait maybe to set up another talk after the season to see how it's been.
2: Yeah, your definitely. journey
0: and um, get well soon. Good luck for the season. And if anybody has a question to Harry, just let us know. I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Thanks,
2: Dana. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Harry.